0: Today on the topic Show, GOP debate highlights of Vivek, DeSantis, and Nikki Haley, Budweiser perfect temperature tree is lukewarm at best, Nikki Haley high heels tweet goes viral, Disney Plus loses $400 million, but Disney stock does go up a little bit, however, EMC stock does drop by about 90% after they announce that they will sell some of their own stock themselves, Sirius XM to launch an app to compete with Spotify, and GM Cruise announces layoffs amid their recalls and their vehicles. Hitting pedestrians, all of that and much more on The Topping Show. Thank you everyone for taking the time to tune in today. Today's episode of Topping Show is sponsored by Topping Technologies. Topping Technologies is an IT value-added reseller and services company with a special proficiency in IT security. Heck, I see their founder released twice today because he's quite handsome and brilliant. He's me, you see, that's the joke. If you're an IT leader or business owner, you can reach the team at sales at toppingtechnologies.com. Also, trying to get to 4,000 subscribers by the end of November. So if you could click that button, I'd greatly appreciate it. Now, going over to the business part of the podcast, you have Disney losing $400 million on Disney Plus, but their stock did go up thanks to them cutting an additional 2 billion in cost from the company. So that cost is stock specifically to jump up by a little bit, by about 7%. And this was last Thursday, and they said that they expect their total annual cost to get up to $7.5 billion this year, up from their previous estimate of $5.5 billion. Now, all that is is that is good, because obviously there's a ton of fat to trim from Disney. Like many companies, unless you're very careful how you scale a company, there's a lot of waste that inevitably comes to the surface. Now, Disney has also lost about $2 billion on movies in the past year as well. They seem to keep losing more and more money, not listening to what the consumer was, as they appear to go for more of a niche consumer, as opposed to what they used to be when I was a kid, where the whole world was their consumer, basically. They used to go after the 100% market share, appeal, have a product that appealed to everyone. Now they're going for the niche market share, which is much, obviously, smaller. And... Apparently, they're not willing to spend more to make up for that loss of the other customers. So, not a business decision for that specific company, I don't think. Now, specifically, it looks like the streaming losses narrowed to $387 million precisely from a loss of $1.41 billion the prior year period after the company raised prices for the second time this year, upping the monthly price of, of its ad-free Disney Plus and Hulu plans by more than 20%. It's the question. Who on earth is buying that? I mean we have economic uncertainty, 40 year hyperinflation, and yet people are still buying stuff like Disney Plus. It's, it's astonishing. although on an interesting note, for the first, for first time in history, American consumer credit card debt recently passed one trillion dollars. So perhaps they're just putting that onto their credit card. Now this looks, this is also according to a Yahoo finance article. They noted that the the results follow the office reveal of Disney's next CFO and commitment to purchase a Comcast 33 per stake in Hulu, which again, that'll give Disney 100% stake ownership since they previously already had 66, well, two-thirds, is 66.666 repeating. And then when they asked for comment, they said, quote, we continue to expect our combined streaming businesses will reach profitability by Q4 FY 2024, although progress may not look linear from quarter to quarter, unquote. Now, they also broke down their entertainment revenue was $9.52 versus $9.77 expected, sports revenue is $3.91 versus $3.89 expected, and their experience revenue is $8.16 versus $8.2 expected, experiences being all the parks that are known and loved by many people. Presumably people who have copious amounts of money since the parks have become so prohibitively expensive for most families, I would argue. So it'd be interesting to see, I mean, they're increasing the amount in which they're cutting the cost, which is good. The, They've been bloated for years. It'll be interesting to see how much will it take for them to actually get profitability quickly for the streaming platform as more and more companies are starting to push towards just having, oh yeah, every social media company used to brag about, oh yeah, we have so many users. Great. How profitable are you? Well, they didn't really care for the longest time because they had basically free financing from the banking industry or near zero percent interest rates for loans. Those times are long gone in the business world. So now it's all about getting to actual profitability. Let me know, do you think... Will Disney actually become profitable specifically for Disney Plus in 2024? Or will it just be more or less the same thing? It be fascinating to hear what you have to say. Other interesting business news: You have AMC stock dropping about 19% after filing, quote, at the market, quote, sale of stock of up to $350 million of common shares. Now this is thanks to Market Watch and specifically they said that their stock plunged 19.6% last Thursday after they said they were going to put the market up sale 350 million in common shares and they intend to use the proceedings from the sale to bolster liquidity to repay finance, refinance, redeem or repurchase of its existing debts and for general corporate purchases. AMC right now is locked into a battle to reduce its debt load and CEO Adam Aaron has repeatedly warned that the company faces, quote, liquidity challenges. In September, AMC announced the completion of an at-the-market equity equity offering raising approximately $325.5 million. Now, the company did was averaged to make a profit and reported positive net income for the second straight quarter in its third quarter results released after the market opened on Wednesday. And the company ended the quarter with cash of $729.7 million. And that comes to us, again, courtesy of James Rogers at MarketWatch. And again, yeah, it's fascinating to see some of these meme stocks just everyone was making fun of and actually bought, partially just, you know, for spite, but partially because a lot of people were shorting the stock. That kind of helped save a lot of these companies that were on the brink of no longer being a thing, including companies like GameStop, which is perhaps the most famous meme stock in history. Now... Going to AMC stock right now, they're about a little under $8 per share. I mean, in the past month, they're down 20%. Again, hindsight is always 20 when it comes to investing, which is why I don't give investing advice. In this case, I'm glad I didn't buy any. In the past six months, AMC has their stock has dropped 81.56%. And again, in the very moment this is recording, it's at $7.88 per share. Year to date, they're down seventy four percent. In the past year, they they're down eighty three point four nine percent. And then the five year trend, they're down eighty five point six percent. So you can see they actually peaked. Um, looks like they, their peak was let's see here two hundred again when everyone was buying the meme stock. It got up to two hundred and thirty dollars and sixty eight cents per share, June eighteenth, two thousand twenty one. And now it's down to seven dollars and 88 cents per share and again the whole business world around cinema is evolving more and more people are starting to watch films at home a lot of people don't like having to pay 15 20 50 bucks for a buck, bucket of popcorn and that's those situations where they have to charge that for the concessions because that's how they really make the money when you see all these box office numbers about oh yeah this movie made 700 million dollars well yeah now that's actually it's a split It doesn't all go to the studio it also goes to movie theater and movie theater they do make a little money on the tickets but an overwhelming majority of how they grow the business and actually you know pay their employees is with the actual concessions truth be told that was one of my first jobs working for someone else actually was a concession yeah cashier at a plano-based movie theater that's very famous around the globe Not to brag, but I was pretty good at sifting the popcorn and getting the uh, kernels down at the bottom. Humble brag. But it'll be interesting to see how many people still are going to go invest in AMC stock when it keeps dropping more and more and more. I mean, they are starting to turn things around and starting to make a profit. But again, they're also very dependent on these studios making good movies. Which, when's the last time there's a really great movie that you really yearned to go see? every once in a while you'll have your outliers i know the super mario movie made over a billion dollars that was hugely successful the barbie movie which mentally vacuous aside that movie did make over a billion dollars as well so there are some big hits but again hollywood doesn't make as many of those big hits as they used to or perhaps i'm just looking at it with rose-tinted glasses let me know in the comments are there less compelling reasons to go see a movie now versus even as recently as five years ago can't help but think most Hollywood is just a copy-paste of their old intellectual properties, just putting on a new shade of lipstick, or in this case, a new dress. But, let me know in the comments. Do you really have a compelling reason to go see a movie these days? I can't help but think the outlook for them would be not so good. Other interesting business news, you have Sirius XM to launch an app to compete with Spotify. Now This looks like it'll come out at a $10 per month plan, available December 14th, and it'll include new channels and shows, as well as the standbys like Howard Stern and audiobooks books for Audible starting next year. Which, in terms of having an evolving business model, Howard Stern, I don't wanna say he's a dated, talentless hack. Well, no, I, I kinda do, he's become so cliche. He, he started off being quite a contrarian and very entertaining. He was very brash, very unfiltered. It was a huge draw in to why people specifically tuned into those channels and to these providers. But the past couple of years, he years, he's acquiesced to just be more of a mainstream personality, removing the controversy, giving into the mainstream media talking points. I mean, he's become everything he despised. I don't know anyone who really tunes into him anymore. I think the only saving grace to his show is that famous people will go on it. So in the rare instances where you hear about someone listening to Howard Stern, it's because They have some, you know, A-list or B-list or whatever list you're looking at, celebrity, come on the show to talk for a little bit. But the exclusivity of that type of environment, that relationship, that's long gone. So, I mean, let me know in the comments. When was the last time you actually tuned into Howard Stern? And would you even pay for that? I mean, again, this is their main top talent at Sirius XM. I mean, it was one of the contributing factors that actually led to the businesses merging together because they used to be separate Sirius and XM. And... He was a huge part that made that happen. He was a talent draw. But they're trying to compete against Spotify. Spotify has Joe Rogan, who is basically the goat for podcasting. And many people would argue for com- comedy as well. No one is more popular than Joe Rogan. If XM really wanted to get competitive in this space, and granted, I don't know how much money they had to take out as a loan or how they would get his cash, but when Joe Rogan's renewal comes up for his contract... They just need to offer him even more than what Spotify is rumored to be paying him about $100 million between cash and stock options. And considering Joe Rogan's audience and how many people tune in, how many people download the app just because of Joe Rogan. I'm pretty sure Spotify is getting a pretty darn good ROI out of Joe. mean, truth be told, the only reason I ever downloaded Spotify was because I wanted to listen to Joe Rogan on the road. So that when I was dra- driving between business meetings or work meetings, I would just be able to tune in and listen to it. You couldn't do that on the other platforms. It's a brilliant exclusivity contract that b- helped build Spotify even more. So SiriusXM XM saying, oh yeah, we got Howard Stern out. I mean, let me know. When, when was the last time you cared? Now, they know that this is a major effort by the company, which also owns Pandora and Stitcher, which, who cares? Is that because they killed Stitcher two or three months ago? The app's gone. So they... terms of consolidating their audience they did push those users I believe to the main app but they claim they'll also integrate its offerings and appeal to consumers outside of their cars and shed shed, shed, satellite radio subscribers again I'm not a doctor but if you click subscribe it might cure my stuttering Perhaps can't hurt is all I'm saying but yeah that was another thing about Sirius XM is everyone knows it because being a vehicle based product I remember I think GM had a couple contracts with them back in the day. And when you went to the car, you got like a free subscription. Even if you bought used, I think it was free for a couple months, or something like that. And that's how a lot of people I know anecdotally, like when they talk about series 6, I'm like, oh yeah, it was in my Chevy or whatever, which again, that was a great business relationship with general motors, because truth be told, that's how you learned about the product. And that's how a lot of people would actually purchase it after the free subscription would gone out. Mm-hmm. But that also kind of, Put them in this little area where everyone the little niche where people think they're only doing cars which is one of the most difficult thing for a business to do is to expand into a different category so it'll be interesting to see serious claims that they're going to do this in an attempt to target younger audiences who might listen to free music or podcasts but haven't subscribed which again they're trying to appeal to young audiences i mean howard stern does not appeal to young audiences so i think It'll be interesting to see what are they going to do in terms of are they going to hire some new top talent that might be able to build that audience in that regard if they're going after the new demographic. It'll be interesting to see, but as I always say, time shall tell. Now going over to the culture part of the podcast, you have Budweiser. Perfect temperature tweet is lukewarm at best. Gang a mere 126 likes, which is also known as nothing if you're a ginormous company. I mean, what used to be one of the most beloved brands on the planet. I mean, Bud Light used to be the number one selling beer for about two decades in North America or in the United States. That's unparalleled success. But the brilliant marketing mind of Alyssa Heiderschild decided to shoot herself in the foot by hiring a very controversial figure, Dylan Mulvaney, who's a trans activist. Though that's a debate in and of itself since Dylan never got the surgery that some people will argue is also a necessity for the transformation. So even that person in that community is a controversy in and of itself. So they had that blow up in their face. Fiscal Q2 alone, $400 million, sales just gone. Actually, that's bad. Let me do a little uh, snap there, gone. $400 million, just gone in sales. Compared to the same fiscal Q2, 2022. And every week, Bud Light, specifically that brand, Sales are down about thirty percent in dollar amount, and between twenty-five and twenty-seven percent in volume amount. And Budweiser, that specific brand of of Anheuser Busch InBev, that's usually down about ten to fifteen percent in sales and nine to twelve percent by volume, for week-to-week averages. And then Michelob Ultra, that's about you know three to eight percent for sales and volume. Those seem to be the top brands of the forty-plus brands that Anheuser Busch Bev owns that have been affected most by the boycott. And truth be told, the most successful boycott in history in the United States that I've seen in terms of people in the middle and politically on the right as it became a political issue have actually boycotted a product successfully. Now, of the 30,900 people who saw it, only 129 people liked it, which is perhaps the worst ratio on the planet. And I know public schools in the United States, unfortunately, don't really teach much these days. I mean, there's a reason math, science, history, they're all... Lowest test scores. Of, the ACT score is at 32-year low. And teachers' unions say they need more money and deserve more money. Yeah, about that. Nevertheless, we'll do some more value today than some public schools. Not all, not all, but some. So we're gonna do 129 divided by the, no, the last number of people who liked it divided by the 30,900 people who viewed it. That gives us 0.00417. However, we're gonna turn into a percentage today, so we're gonna multiply that by 100. So that gives us a percentage of zero point four one seven, or if you feel so inclined, you can round up to zero point four two percent, also known as terrible. So interesting. We'll see what the comments are. I can't help but think they'll be entertaining but not positive. Or the real question is, will there be real people there? Someone by the name of Lahada Shisa with a Puerto Rican flag. Or Captain America logo, depending on as a debate in and of itself. She did say forty degrees with an iced mug waiting for a delicious delicious crisp cold beer. This looks like to be a real comment. That got one like. I wonder if she's is she married to Brenda Wetworth, the CIA operative who's now the CEO of Angela Bush? Let's go to her profile. So her profile says, empower yourself as well as others. Love unconditionally. Rehapuha products. Code 10% off. So she looks like does a lot of reposting for free stuff. But does have some original post. I'll be damned. It's a real person. I, I would have never guessed. I certainly wouldn't have won that bet. There are real comments here. Lynette Wilson apparently said 32 degrees. Although, although when I go to her profile, she mainly just reposts for everything you can get for free stuff. Fascinating. There's actually real comments here. This This may be the first time since April 1st. And that's not a joke, although their marketing campaign was. That's, ironically, when it was announced. It was April 1st. I'm not kidding. Apparently, they weren't either. Now, I wonder... There's so many... Yeah, a lot of people saying being 33 degrees and 40 degrees. 35 degrees... Well, now I'm getting, actually, now I'm getting a bunch of errors. You're unable to view this post because this account owner limits who can view their post. A lot of people saying 32 degrees. Another censored post. Interesting. Garage floor in the winter. Which... That would be the safest way to not consume it. Just pour it on the garage floor. I don't recommend it. It's a little bit of a mess. but I'll be damned. Oh. A lot more censorship. The more I go down, the more censorship I see. You're unable to view this post. Oh, here we go. Show comments that may be offensive. Okay. Well, i click that one. I don't I don't think I shall I don't know how simply saying I don't think I shall like it I don't know how that is offensive Let's see here interesting enough I thought it'd be a much worse ratio so perhaps are these all family members slushy texture Let's see here whatever my fridge so, a lot of people with under 100 followers are giving positive statements, and a couple between 300 and 400 followers. I wonder if they're new just for this? Oh, wait, I didn't see this curveball coming. It'll be interesting to see are people just starting to give up on the social media boycott, or are they just doing more censorship? Interesting. Let me know. Do you think are they starting to win the social media boycott? Specifically, I mean with Bud Light, that's where most of the comments are in terms of the ones that are against it. Budweiser usually was about fifty percent negative comments. This one's more like seventy to eighty percent positive. Interestingly enough, be interesting to see. Let me know. Be fascinating to hear what you have to say. Now, going over to the political part of the podcast, you have Vivek Ramaswamy's GOP debate from November 8th with the top five moments. And again, I apologize. I don't have the picture-in-picture software yet. If you have suggestions for technologies that would enable that, I'm still looking for a new solution. I've had... been trying one by the name of XSplit, but for some odd reason, the picture-in-picture won't work with the camera. So, again, if you have suggestions, I do want to make the show better. So let me know in the comments if you have any... Well, any critique, I greatly appreciate it. So we do have the audio, though. So without further ado, I'll go ahead and play Vivek. the
1: The Trump Russia collusion hoax that you pushed on this network for years—was that real or was that Hillary Clinton made up disinformation? Answer the question. Go. I say this as a member of my generation. I'm 38 years old, I'm the youngest person ever to run for U.S. President as a Republican. The reason my generation has lost our sense of national pride, in part, is because people in my generation feel like the American Dream isn't available to them. Part of the reason why is we burdened them with four-year college degrees that did not serve their head start on the American Dream. People will be more proud of a country if we're all making more money in that country. This is how we revive national pride and our identity, and it will take a CEO in the White House with zero-based budgeting, by the way, to take on the federal debt want to, be to get you. this job done.
0: So you're saying number four, no to neocons.
1: To avoid making the mistakes from the neocon establishment of the past. Corrupt politicians in both parties spent trillions, killed millions, made billions for themselves in places like Iraq and Afghanistan, fighting wars that sent thousands of our sons and daughters, people my age to die, in wars that did not advance anyone's interests, adding $7 trillion to our national debt. And Joe Biden sold off our foreign policy. Joe Biden's son, Hunter Biden, got a $5 million bribe from Ukraine. That's why we're sending $200 billion back to that same country. The fact of the matter is the Republican Party is not that much better. You have the likes of Nikki Haley, who stepped down from her time at the UN, bankrupt or in debt is was her family, then she becomes a military contractor, she joins the board of Boeing and otherwise, and is now a multimillionaire. So I think that that's wrong when Republicans do it or Democrats do it. That's the choice we face. Do you want a leader from a different generation who's going to put this country first, or do you want Dick Cheney in three-inch heels? All right, Mr. In which the case the we've got two of them on stage.
0: That might be the best burn. In that case, we have two of them. One of the biggest controversy in politics, not being policy, is actually that DeSantis is allegedly wearing high heels and is heightening, which is a controversy in and of itself. And that was probably one of the best roasts. That one statement is all over social media. People are eating it up. This number three. Unleash the economy. Which, yeah. yes, weigh in
1: on this. Uh, sure. Ways that you can improve people's financial condition in the short term. Right. And as a CEO, the economic question is core to my vision and policy prescription for this country. Increase the supply of everything. It's the law of supplies and demand. Increase the supply of energy. That brings down the cost of energy, grows the economy. Drill, frack, burn coal, embrace nuclear. Increase the supply of labor in this country. Stop using our taxpayer money to pay people more to stay at home instead of to go to work. Increase the supply of housing. People don't talk about this one in the Republican Party. The land use restrictions are constricting the supply of housing. That's making housing more expensive for ordinary Americans across this country.
0: And then in regards to the Nikki Haley Boeing, I did look it up. So Haley was on the Boeing direct, Boeing board of directors for less than a half, less than a year. Again, when it comes to the stuttering, click the subscribe button. It might cure it. There's a small chance it's not zero for sure now again nikki Haley was on the boeing board director for so less than a year she collected two hundred fifty six thousand three hundred twenty two dollars in account in cash stock and other compensations from the company in 2019 while receiving an additional eighty three thousand seven hundred fifty dollars in 2020 this according to the securities exchange commission's filing so just a little note in that regard
1: so that's the true answer. And I think it takes a CEO in the White House who actually understands this to get this done. Because Americans at home, they know the Bidenomics is a lot. Prices are going up. Interest rates and mortgages to buy your home are going up. But wages have remained flat. That's the hard diagnosis for our economy.
0: Number two, fake nominee.
1: We've talked a lot about foreign wars tonight, but we're in the middle of a war right here at home. It's a war not between black and white or Democrat and Republican. It's between those of us who believe in our founding ideals and love this country and a fringe minority who hates the United States of America. And I think it's going to take a commander-in-chief to lead us to victory in that war. Who, first of all, knows that we're in a war. Second of all, can't be captured by the special interests along the way. But third is from the next generation, somebody with fresh legs to lead us to victory. I'll shut down the deep state, I'll declare economic independence from China, I'll keep us out of world war three and then revive national pride in this country i also want to close with one message to the democrat party end this farce that joe biden is going to be your nominee we know he's not even the president of the united states he's a puppet for the managerial class so have the guts to step up and be honest about who you're actually going to put up so we can have an honest debate Biden should step aside, end his candidacy now so we can see whether it's Newsom or Michelle Obama or whoever else. All right, Just tell us the truth so we can have an honest debate. Right.
0: Number one, fake news. This is perhaps on fire. there's something viral.
1: deeper going on in the Republican Party here. And I am upset about what happened last night. We've become a party of losers at the end of the day. We have cancer the Republican establishment. Let's speak the truth. I mean, since Ronna McDaniel took over as chairwoman of the RNC in 2017, we have lost 2018, 2020, 2022, no red wave that never came. We got trounced last night in 2023. And I think that we have to have accountability in our party. For that matter, Ron, if you want to come on stage tonight, you want to look the GOP voters in the eye and tell them you resign, I will turn over my, yield my time to you. And frankly, look, the people there cheering for losing in the Republican Party. Think about who's moderating this debate. This should be Tucker Carlson, Joe Rogan, and Elon Musk. We'd have ten times the viewership, True. asking questions that GOP primary voters actually care about, and bringing more people into our party. You think the Democrats? I've got Kristen Walker here. You think the Democrats would actually hire Greg Gutfeld to host a Democratic debate? They wouldn't do it. because this media rigged the 2016 election. They rigged the 2020 election with the Hunter Biden laptop story. Is the and they're going to rig this election with accountability, accountability. Let me turn to Governor, Governor, Governor. Christie. Good
0: music in the background, too. That's a good point. How does how does she still have a job, Ron McDowell? She's leading the RNC, what is it, four losses in a row now? Again, this is supposed to be a party that isn't about giving a trophy to everyone. And... You can have all excuses in the world, the other side raises double the funds, They have the whole media is on their side. But okay, a winner overcomes all odds, you don't make excuses, you execute a new plan. But again, let me know if you've seen it differently, but when I look at the Republican strategies throughout the past couple of midterms, all, all these elections, I'm not seeing them improvise, uh, again, with the stuttering, click the subscribe button, it might cure it, maybe, perhaps. I haven't seen them improvise, adapt, and overcome, which is what you need to do, despite the odds, you win. Again, I, I can't fathom how she still has a job. A lot of people are speculating because Donald Trump, endorsed, she's a favorite of his, apparently. But, again, it's not working. And the definition of insanity is doing the same thing again, and again, and again, and expecting a different result. So it'll be interesting to see if Republicans actually do anything about her, or just have her just continue to lead them into the ground time and time again. So, this got about 2.6 million views on the Twitter, or as 12 people call it now, X used to be 18 people, but they've acquiesced even they are calling it Twitter again. Nevertheless, go back to the comments section. They got 27,000 likes. One of the first most popular ones comes from 2V News saying, quote, Truth in the form of a bulldozer, unquote. Gained 246 likes. Someone by the name of Marsupial Gamer saying, quote, Do you want Dick Cheney in three-inch heels? We've got two of them on stage tonight. Wow, Nikki Haley and Ron DeSantis just obliterated in that statement. How are you not way ahead of the other poses? I quote, getting 466 likes. Let's see here. Yeah, let's see, other comments. Someone my name is Jack Fufu saying, quote, Savage, only one with the balls to tell the truth. I'm quoting 205 likes. K McMichael saying, quote, the past three debates, clearly you won, but yet the polls show something different. It's rigged and continue It's rigged and continue fighting, sir. I support you. Unquote, getting 292 likes. Now that. Again, unfortunately, we don't have any updated polls yet. Uh, I usually reference the 535, which is a poll aggregator, but it's a poll aggregator of polls. And all the polls that they're aggregating from, none of them, we don't have any recent polls yet. So the, I think the last poll that they came in to the statistics, was from November 3rd to 5th. So again, it'll be interesting to see what the effect of the GOP debate had on the polls, but we're still waiting for that additional data. But yes, he has been lagging. Let's see here. Scar Knuckles says, I wish I could repost this 1 million times, getting 77 likes. Tom Russell saying, quote, drop the mic. Love this guy, unquote, getting 20 likes. Let's see here. Fonte says, quote, based for VP, unquote, getting 75 likes. Benny Johnson did a poll of 54,000 people, and he asked who won GOP's debate. 82% said Vivek, 10% said DeSantis, 6% said Nikki Nikki Haley, and 2% said Chris Christie, Tim Scott. That, and that I think is one of the major concessions I've seen, or major... Talking points and agreements I've seen. Most people are saying that Vivek won. DeSantis, a lot of people are saying he did better than the last debate. And we'll cover his talking points a little bit here today. But, again, he just really didn't seem to come over the top. So we'll do a couple more comments from this one. Nick Erickson just says, savage, loved it, getting 60 likes. Senator Babbitt said, quote, you crushed the debate, well done, getting 88 likes. Alex Leostis says, quote, your best debate yet. Keep on doing what you're doing. It's resonating with the 40 and under crowd. Incredibly well, unquote, getting 74 likes. I'm trying to see if there's any contrarian ones. A lot of people are saying, yep, yeah, great job. Getting between you know, 0 and 20 likes. You're just...
2: mm.
0: Let's see here. Interestingly enough, I'm not seeing any against him in this particular instance. Usually, when Vivek has a tweet, and I don't want to say it's usually 70, 90% positive responses, but there's usually a couple of negative or pejorative ones down there. And interestingly enough, it looks like pretty much all the top ones are all supportive. So let me know in the comments do you think Vivek won the third GOP debate? And then, what do you think is going to be the the future is this going to really boost him in the polls so you finally pull ahead he was for a while ahead of nikki haley by almost double in terms of the percentage but lately he's been a little bit lower on aggregate so it'll be interesting to see as we start to have these new polls come out after the debate you know how much of an impact it did it have let me know what you're thinking It'd be fascinated here other interesting political news you have nikki haley's gop debate From November eight, top three highlights, but with no video. Please, if you have suggestions, let me know in the comments uh, which software is best for production software for picture-in-picture. Because I do want to do that and improve the show. Now, this comes off of her good old Twitter, or again, as 12 people call it, the X. Now, this one comes from a user by the name of Frank Luntz. And he says, quote, Nikki Haley has the best Republican answer on abortion. The GOP would be stronger if they used her language, unquote. And... This got 2 million views. So as the youth would say, it certainly went viral. And it looks like it was originally posted from a account by the name of The Recount. And without further ado, I will go ahead and I'll play that little clip here.
2: You know, I've said it before, I think you have to be honest with the American people. This is a personal issue for every woman and every man. I am unapologetically pro-life, not because the Republican Party tells me to be, but because my husband Michael was adopted and I had trouble having both of my children. So I'm surrounded by blessings. Having said that, when you look post row, a wrong was made right. They took it out of the hands of unelected justices and they put it in the hands of the people. And now we're seeing states vote. And what I'll tell you is, as much as I'm pro-life, I don't judge anyone for being pro-choice and I don't want them to judge me for being pro-life. So when we're looking at this, there are some states that are going more on the pro-life side. I welcome that. There are some states that are going more on the pro-choice side. I wish that wasn't the case, but the people decided but when it comes to the federal law which is what's being debated here be honest it's going to take 60 Senate votes, a majority of the House and a president to sign it. So no, we haven't had 60 Senate votes in over 100 years. We might have 45 pro-life senators. So no Republican president can ban abortions any more than a Democrat president can ban these state laws. So let's find consensus. Let's agree on what, how we can ban late term abortions. Let's make sure we encourage adoptions and good quality adoptions. Let's make sure we make contraception accessible. Let's make sure that none of these state put a woman in jail or give her the death penalty for getting an abortion let's focus on how to save as many babies as we can and support as many moms as we can and stop the judgment we don't need to divide america over this issue anymore thank you ambassador senator
0: scott now i still have not seen a law that would actually put the mother in jail i have heard laws being proposed in which the doctor as well as the facility would be prosecuted But let me know if there is an instance where there's a state that has that on the ballot or that is an initiative be interested to see if they actually just come to fruition and again this is probably one of the most culturally divided things in the united states in terms of it'll be interesting to see if this it's one of those situations where i don't think it'll ever stop being a political thing there are certain subjects and i don't know if it's for better or worse i don't know if it's intentional just so that they can use it to raise funds on the left and the right for perpetually all time but I can't help but notice a lot of things we're debating today we've been debating about for decades. Gun rights, abortion, border wall, immigration, EPA with actually U.S. manufacturing, well kneecapping manufacturing, they're all the same in terms of we've had these debates for decades and I don't think we'll ever actually have a solidified answer or it'll ever be a final thing. I certainly would hope so because I believe... My ideals are best, but that's obviously I'm biased in that regard. So it'll be interesting to see. What do you think? So it's got 2 million views, but only got eh, got 9,100 likes. And going to the comments section. Hmm. I think leaving it to the states is the traditional republic. It is a very precarious, interesting thing. That was what republicans were wanting the whole time was it's not the constitution. It's a state's rights issue. So they get to decide and they have the people vote. Now you have other people who are saying, well, this is how we're interpreting how the Constitution says all persons, and we believe that a person includes those in the womb. So even within the Republican Party, it's also splitting it. So it'll be interesting to see how many of the people who are supporting her. Will this get increase the people who are supporting her or could it drive some away? Let's jump into the comments and see what people are thinking. Someone by name of Jeffrey Gold says, quote, actually, Christie has the right answer. Now that Roe overturned the right of privacy in the Constitution, Congress can't ban abortion or codify Roe as it, it has no enumerated power on the subject, I'm quoting 132 likes. Someone by the name of Juan Perpetual Prince says, quote, Nikki Haley did have an excellent response on the abortion topic. I think she is the most genuine out of the others. Seems like the others are just focused on TikTok and Social Security. But Trump will eat her alive. Unquoking. 88 likes. Rep- representative Jeffrey S- uh, Sidsky? Well, this person says, quote, she actually didn't say anything. No, unquote. Getting 67 likes. Which, I mean, that's A-plus politics. Or traditional politics. American Hill Politics says, quote, this is literally Trump's position. Unquoking. 24 likes. Let's see here. Mr. Raider fan says, quote, ironically, she would lose the primary, but she could actually win the general. Some Democrats like her pro-Ukraine stance. Some Democrats can stomach her abortion stance. And most Republicans like her economic stance, unquote, getting 63 likes. And I think that is an important note. Everyone should be actively voting in the primaries because primaries matter. That's how, obviously, the nominee becomes the front runner. So I think that is a thing, if you look at the number of people who vote in the primaries, just the general election, I mean, it's a huge delta. And even in the general election, there's a huge percentage of people who don't vote, which boggles my mind. If you pay taxes, why not? That's one of the few benefits you get from paying taxes. Although, unfortunately, well, actually, now that I think about it, people that don't pay taxes vote, too. Nevertheless, Mm -hmm. it's part of being an American citizen, and I would say, use what few rights you have left. Someone by the name of Rachel Bitcoffer says, quote, If republicans gain power again they'll use it to pass their nowhere to hide national abortion ban unquote getting 28 likes although this person could just perhaps go to ukraine since they have a ukraine flag in their profile and most everything's legal there probably let's see here someone by the name of jim serena says quote her answer was if we had 60 senate votes we would ban it it's a safe answer for her As Ohio made it clear, the freedom of choice isn't inalienable right, one which Nikki Haley would take away if they gerrymandered the votes, unquote, getting 86 likes. And fun fact, there are 100 Senate seats. Yeah, I'll see I mean, Republicans would have to win to get Senate seats to actually make changes. And historically speaking, perhaps they just perpetually love the underdog story, but they're not winning. To this day, they, they, it bogs my mind, they still haven't repealed the 1934 National Firearms Act, which is why it's so prohibitively hard to get something as silly as a short barrel rifle, which is just a rifle with a shorter barrel. But because of that law, it has to go through an extra background check, a $200 tax stamp, which thank God was not adjusted for inflation because that was $200 in 1934. But again, it's been almost 100 years and Republicans haven't gotten that piece of unconstitutional legislation kicked to the curb. Almost 100 years. And Republicans have had the House, the Senate, and the Presidency before. So when it comes to, yeah, you need 60 votes, yeah, that probably will never happen. So it is a safe bet for her to say that. Someone by the name of Patrick Watson says, quote, we don't have the votes to do this thing we have repeatedly sworn we will do at the first opportunity, unquote. Seems like it seems unlikely to sway someone. Unquote. 91 likes. Matt Plotner says, quote, this is probably the best answer I've heard from a Republican in a recent memory. Usually it's Way to the right, unquoting eighty-four likes. Scorch teeth says, "quote Holy S H I T, it's reasonable." Unquoting eighty-three likes. See here, Jeff Isaiah says, "quote No, the best answer to abortion is you shall not murder." Unquoting three likes. Ernie Djerbotsky says, quote, no Republican on stage will be president in 2024, unquote quoting, four likes. Keith Lee Fowler says, quote, it's avoidance nonsense. The second GOP holds 50 plus in the Senate and the executive in the filibuster that for this goes away. Plus or minus McCarthy or Collins, quoting, five likes. So interestingly enough, I'd say it is not too surprised. It's a very controversial topic in and of itself, even in the Republican Party. It's, one of those things where I'm not too surprised, it seems to be about a 50-50 split in terms of the comment section for this particular video. But, yeah, it's also one of those instances, I think, a lot of Americans, I think they can find common ground on the subject from a certain perspective. I think, I think most people, their gut would tell them, and I think their heart, they could all agree with, well, certainly you wouldn't agree with an abortion at nine months. And if everyone can get on the same page in that regard, then if you want, you could have a proposal law. Then you can ban the abortion at nine months. Then you have to ask yourself, well, by eight months. So I think a lot. there's a lot of polls that say most Americans do not believe in third trimester abortions. And I think perhaps I'm just rose-stiffing glasses or naive or hopelessly hopeful or um, optimistically foolish, but I think most Americans do have a common belief that there is a moment of life in there. And it's just a matter of, what is the moment that they all agree upon but i also feel that republicans and democrats they want everyone they want us to always fight so that there's never really much progress either way so let me know in the comments it is perhaps one of the most polarizing topics and i think it will be a huge component of the 2024 election which is why it's important i think that's why i brought up as one of the top highlights from her now going to another highlight of her she says quote and this is her Text before the video, she says, Quote America, we have a country to save. If you liked what I had to say tonight, head over to nikkihaley.com and join our team. I don't think I would, but some people might.
2: Thank you. The world is on fire. We have a war in Europe, we've got a war in the Middle East. We've got China on the march. It is very important that we know how to defend our freedoms and how to defeat terrorism and socialism. We have to know the difference between good and evil. We have to know the difference between right and wrong. We need to know that a strong America doesn't start wars, a strong America prevents wars. And the way we can focus on that is to make sure we go back to the soul of America and be strong and proud again. And we can't do that. We can't win the fights of the 21st century with politicians from the 20th century. We have to move forward, and we can do this. I know we can do this. So join our movement. Go to NikkiHaley.com, and we will once again show what America that's strong and proud looks like. God bless.
3: Ambassador, thank you.
0: Interesting statement. Kind of reminds me of the old 90s politicians where they go, we need to get America back to work. I was like, yeah, very true. How? What's your policy to get there? But nevertheless, that did get... About 300,000 views, and about 4,200 likes. Let's go to the comments section and see. Are they mostly supportive? Or mocking her? Let's dive even find out. Someone by the name of BP84 says, quote, Haha, Vivek owned you. You're such a clown. Unquote. And they did use the clown emoji. So, extra bonus points there. They got 757 likes for that particular statement. Bobson Dugati says, quote, I hope to God you never come close to stepping in that office, unquote, getting 565 likes. U.S. Minister your Truth says, quote, can we find the link to your daughter's TikTok, unquote, getting 535 likes as well. Jen Abuddin said, quote, you're not winning no matter how much money AIPAC gives you, unquote, I'm calling emoji, getting 331 likes, Hussein Haver says, quote, you and your four supporters aren't going to win the election, unquote, gaining 318 likes. Linda J says, quote, hard no, 73 likes. Let's see here. Laura Mostos says, quote, I have all your plans, unquote, gain 20 likes. It's a hammer, though, D- for marketing because the profile picture is of a shovel. Nevertheless, this alleged hammer says, quote, do you get Boeing stock, or do we get Boeing stock like you, unquote? Getting 61 likes. Let's see here. Shiki Abi Hersay says, quote, Ask Israel to pay your campaign because you represent them more. Quote, unquote. Getting 55 likes. I'm trying to see. Someone did a meme of Monopoly money. Mr. Snoop Bailey says, quote, Here you go. Fake money from another fake politician. Getting 16 likes. Sarah Hingdon says, quote, but you're a politician from the 20th century. It seems like you want to save everyone, save every country but our own, unquote. Game 51 likes. Oh, here we go. Jay in Kyiv, or Kyiv, probably Ukraine area, says, quote, only two GOP candidates that wouldn't bow to Putin. Maybe you can save your party. Unquote, game 22 likes. So it looks like a couple are positive. Let's see here. Meyer 9223 simply says, haha, you got owned by Vivek Ronsomi. Unquote, gain 68 likes. Lucky says, quote, You meant to address this tweet to Israel. Unquote, gain 113 likes. So, as youth might say, she was certainly ratioed. Let's go to her top three moment. And again, this is it, her saying this top three. This is the top three that I saw between her as well as her campaign that were tweeting and they seem to be the ones that were some of the most popular ones. Now this is her closing statement, it got 120,000 views but only 921 likes, which is, yeah, that's not great.
2: The world is on fire. We have a war in Europe. We've got a war in the Middle East. We've got China on the march. It is very important that we know how to defend our freedoms and how to defeat terrorism and socialism. We have to know the difference between good and evil. We have to know the difference between right and wrong. We need to know that a strong America doesn't start wars, a strong America prevents wars. And the way we can focus on that is to make sure we go back to the soul of America and be strong and proud again. And we can't do that. We can't win the fights of the 21st century with politicians from the 20th century.
0: Uh, My bad, that was a repeat. And yet, all the comments. So this is a different post. This is from Townhall.com, and again, all the tweet, all the responses are eviscerating her. Lo, loves doggy says simply, "quote Warmonger getting 58 likes." Mario Shivoti just did a clown emoji. Person got 59 likes. Let's see here. Super. Oh, is it John? Uh, Anna Sky says, quote, Vivek Roasted Neocon Nikki. Getting 108 likes for that. Juan Perpetual Science says, quote, I'd, look, I'd vote for you, Nikki Haley, but I don't vote anymore. Both sides never really tack you any, any, all the issues. I'm rooting for you. Unquote, getting three likes. Nicole Knight did say, I was in attendance. Very well done, getting three likes. A couple of people saying... Uh, I'd say about equal comments people literally saying never you Haley or good job Yeah, I'd still say that's about 65% negative responses here. So let me know in comments How do you think Nikki Haley did and do you think that's gonna help her in the polls? It seems like she's neck and neck with Vivek, depending on which poll you're looking at the poll aggregators Currently have her a little bit ahead. But again, that's based on data I think the last poll that they had to increase to their sample size was from November 3rd to 5th. So we're still waiting on polls that are taken after this debate. Let me know in the comments if you'd fascinated to hear what you have to say. Other interesting political news, you have Ron DeSantis GOP debate top three highlights, but no video. Yeah, let me know in the comments if you have a suggestion for production software. I greatly appreciate your feedback because I know that's something that people want to see and I'm currently trying to find one that works perfectly with the camera that I'm using. So I have some issues, unfortunately. Now, this is from DeSantis himself. He got about half a million views and about five, eh, five and a half thousand likes. Not too bad. And his text before the video says, quote, Donald Trump said Republicans were going to get tired of winning. Well, we saw last night. I'm sick of Republicans losing. In Florida, I showed how it's done a year ago. Here, we won a historic victory, including massive landslide here in Miami-Dade County. Now,
3: this country is in trouble and the elites that have put us here, they don't care about you. They don't care that you're having to grapple with higher grocery prices or have higher gas prices. They don't care that your family's less secure because of the open border that's allowed drugs and even terrorists to come into this country. Well, I care. I am not gonna sit idly by and let this country continue its downward spiral. We need leadership and we need it now. I'll take the hits, I'll take the arrows, I'll take the slings, because ultimately it's not about me. It's about you. I will fight for you. I will make sure to lead this country's revival and I will win for you and your family. Actions speak louder than words. We don't have time for excuses and it's not something that we're gonna be able to have all these distractions. As a veteran, I will get the job done. Now, if you look where we are now, it's a lot different than where we were in 2016. And Donald Trump's a lot different guy than he was in 2016. He owes it to you to be on this stage and explain why he should get another chance. He should explain why he didn't have mexico pay for the border wall he should explain why he racked up so much debt he should explain why he didn't drain the swamp and he said republicans were going to get tired of winning well we saw last night i'm sick of republicans losing in florida i showed how it's done one year ago here we won a historic victory including a massive landslide right here in miami-dade county that's how we have to do it So, I promise you this, as the nominee, next November I'll get the job done, and as president, I will deliver. Your time is up. Let me turn to Ambassador.
0: Interesting points. The audience certainly appeared to like it. And interesting enough, he's used that line before of taking the arrows for you. I mean, it's kind of a cliche politician thing to say. I think it does convey some value. I think some people like that message. And again, this is what DeSantis really needs to do is keep hammering weight on his track record because he did win in a landslide for his reelection that is partially because so many people moved to Florida and then that's a debate in and of itself. Is that because of the laws and original ideas that DeSantis had, or is it because he signed off on the things that the government proposed to him and he just signed off, gave a stamp on it. So that's a debate in and of itself, but people did move because of his influence. I believe you could argue that greatly. Now let's go to the comments section. The first one is from B for R says quote, bro, it's not your time. Stop dividing the party. Support Trump, then come in after. Getting 162 likes. Someone named Bill Wild Bill N.C. Get, says, What a clown and complete waste of time. Unquote. Getting 126 likes. EW says, quote, No one's watching you lie about everything. Sarah Sanders just gave, gave an endorsement. Incredible endorsement speech for President Trump in front of a cheering crowd of, of thousands. Hurts, doesn't it? You're wasting time and money to get nowhere. You're the biggest loser. Unquote. Getting 97 likes. Mike Geese says, quote, DeSantis rocked the opening statement. Hashtag with DeSantis getting 80 likes. Carl Nelson says, where is the orange chicken? And it's, it looks like a picture of Trump photoshopped his head onto a chicken. Which, that got 98 likes. Alright. Burt Macklin says, great message. Unquote, getting 36 likes. Glad to see Chris Pine has some good spare time in his hands. It's so. Hollywood joke, because that's from a TV show. Nevertheless. Let's see here. Proud Elephant says, great answer, gained 34 likes. Lucy, fight for Trump, she says, quote, three inch heels, unquote, gained 32 likes. Senator and Saint said, quote, do this is pathetic, unquote, gained 13 likes. Robert Kenyon said, quote, meh, time to drop out, gained 57 likes. L. Capper says, LOL, how are those three inch shields? Came 55 likes. Average Joe thinks, says, quote, Keep attacking Trump knowing that the vast majority of Republican base wants him and see how it works out for your career, unquote. Got 47 likes. And yes, that is a good point. Many people in the Republican Party who voted for Trump, they like him. So if you're attacking Trump, they're going to see it as a personal attack on themselves, as many individuals. I don't think it's the right thing to do, but they do identify themselves with the politicians they represent. See here. Renee Girdley says, quote, do drop out. This looks as bad. Look again. Hashtag bootgate getting 66 likes. A lot of people getting between 0 and 10 likes, calling him a backstabber on and just saying how it's not his time. A lot of them saying go endorse Trump. So I'd say slightly, eh, I'd say slightly, a little bit more negative than usual in terms of the feedback for his first clip. But let's jump to the second. Now, this is him talking about the fentanyl crisis. And he says before the video, quote, If someone in the drug cartel is sneaking fentanyl across the border when I'm president, it's going to be the last thing they do. We're going to shoot them stone cold dead, unquote. And this got 240,000 views. And again, about the same amount of likes, 5.2 thousand on his personal Twitter account. Or again, as 12 people call it. The X account.
3: Well, first, I uh, was speaking to a dad who uh, lost a son to uh, fentanyl overdose. Son wasn't a drug addict. He had taken some pill that happened to be laced with fentanyl, and it was a fatal overdose. And when he told me, obviously, the pain of losing a child is as bad as it gets. But he said what was salt in the wounds is that these elites in D.C., don't give a damn about what's going on in this country. They don't care that we have tens of thousands of opioid deaths that the fentanyl's pouring in. They are not taking the type of action we need to. We're declaring it a national emergency on day one. I'm sending U.S. military to the border. I'm going to stop the invasion cold. I am going to deport people who came illegally. And I'm even going to build the border wall and have Mexico pay for it like Donald Trump promised. How Are you going to do it? Yeah, Mexico's not going to fork over money. We're going to impose fees on the remittances that foreign workers send to foreign countries will raise billions of dollars i'll build a wall but we are going to designate the cartels to be foreign terrorist organizations or something similar to that and we're going to authorize the use of deadly force we're going to have maritime operations to interdict precursor chemicals going into mexico but i'll tell you this if someone in the drug cartels is sneaking fentanyl across the border when i'm president that's going to be the last thing they do we're going to shoot them stone cold dead
0: it's perhaps one of the most aggressive... First
3: I uh, was speaking to... I don't
0: know why Twitter likes to have that feature or a bug. I would say it's a bug where the video kind of just really quickly repeats itself if you hover over it again, annoyingly enough. But also, I think Trump had this idea a couple years ago. And again, I don't know how original idea it is. I'm sure someone before Trump thought of it as well. He was saying he just have the death penalty for every drug distributor, specifically. Which, I think one could argue, would decrease the amount of drugs that are being distributed in the United States you're never going to get down to zero. I think the goal is to get as little as possible if you're in favor of drug enforcement, unless you're a libertarian. But I think when it comes to these types of situations where it's being laced in all these products and people aren't aware of it, and more people are dying, that's where a lot of the concern is coming from. Now, just on its face, I would think, I mean, from that statement, given the Republican Party, I think that'd be pretty positively received and most accounts would be supportive of DeSantis. Let's dive in and find out. So again, that got a little under a quarter million views on his personal Twitter, one of the first responses comes from Alexander C. says, quote, premeditated murder. You're on the record for planning to murder people without due process. Unquote. Got 108 likes. Someone by the name of Michael Thomas says, quote, pretty sure our justice system calls for apprehension, charges, and conviction. Executions before trial is so Republican, though. unquoting, 141 likes. Red Wave Press says, quote, DeSantis would secure our southern border day one. Follow if you agree. I'm quoting 37 likes. Although, I don't know about that because that's, I mean, they've been, people have been saying that for decades. Nevertheless, someone by the name of Merlo Burlot says, quote, that's your idea of due process. You've gone from JAG officer to JAG off. I'm quoting 42 likes. Let's see. Hugh Higgins says, quote, this is pretty creepy and definitely not Christian, unquote, getting 43 likes. Someone named Sheik Evans says, quote, Governor Newsom owns DeSantis. He has achieved more in one term than Trump or DeSantis combined, unquote, getting 15 likes, which technically I would agree. Although, based on how you say what they've achieved, that, I mean, Newf- Newsom's achieved a lot, but it's all negative. I mean, just look at businesses alone; alone. They're leaving in droves. There are even net loss of people leaving the state. Which, again, is almost impossible with a state that has perfect weather. Like, before the human defecate and feces just ruined San Francisco, and before he had more drugs and more needles on the ground than you can possibly walk around or avoid, it used to be a beautiful city. But their culture and policies have decayed so much, businesses are leaving in droves, especially San Francisco. I mean, his policies are not beneficial for the people who live there or the businesses there that's why people are leaving so i agree with the statement that, dis- that newsom has had a huge impact on the state i just would argue it's not a positive impact it is a great impact nevertheless let's see here adam n says quote attack stream but i like where it's coming from stopping drugs is good killing on the spot too much Unquote. am 26 likes truth matters says quote i find it difficult to articulate just how stupid this statement is so explain it to me, Rhonda, how do you support them? Do you wear cartel member badges? Do you shoot first and ask questions later? Or do you arrest them and work out if they're in the cartel as judge, jury, and then uh, and then an executioner? Shoot them? Much as you like to shoot random sneakers, don't come dead. I know it sounds a bit Rhonda, but the cult might start doing it for sport. Presidential, are you having a laugh? Laugh out loud. Person got eighty-six likes for that specific statement. Who's John Galt says, "quote Due process under the law." Unquote, getting eighteen likes. AJ USA says, "quote I've never seen an immigrant Republican as bad as you." Unquote, getting twenty-nine likes. Jeff Holstersham says, "quote How do you know they have fentanyl before shooting them? If they are armed, it's an invasion and deadly force should probably be, be used then." If they aren't armed, arrest them, charge them, and deport them. Unquoting eleven likes. See Linda from Texas says, "Quote ninety-five percent of Americans smuggling the drugs just visit ports of entry and take aim." Unquoting forty-three percent. So it looks like. Interestingly enough, not a lot of support for DeSantis in this regard. And we want to say when it comes to comic section, yeah usually between 40 and 70% are positive. Maybe 40 and 60%. But in this case, it really quite backfired. I thought there'd be more support from his base. But nevertheless, let's go on to his last the third highlight from DeSantis. And this is the one where he says, quote, I sent planes over to Israel and I brought back over seven people to safety. There's a difference between words and deeds. We acted and we saved lives.
3: Bibi finished the job once and for all with these butchers. Hamas. They're terrorists. They're massacring innocent people. They would wipe every Jew off the globe if they could. He cannot live with that threat right by his country that Hamas should release every hostage and they should unconditionally surrender. I'm sick of hearing the media. I'm sick of hearing other people blame Israel just for defending itself. We will stand with Israel in word and in deed, in public and in private. And I can tell you as governor, I actually did something about it. Biden's neglect has been atrocious. Uh, We had Floridians that were over there after the attack he left them stranded. They couldn't get flights out. So I scrambled resources in Florida, I sent planes over to Israel, and I brought back over 700 people to safety. There could have been more hostages had we not acted. And I'll tell you this, I met the first plane load uh, when they came to Florida, and one of the mothers pointed to a six-year-old daughter, and she said, my daughter had been saying the last two nights, Mommy, I don't want to hear any more bombs, no more rockets. I just want to get back to Florida. So there's a difference between words and deeds. We acted and we saved lives. Thank you. So,
0: interestingly enough, so that got 180,000 views and 5.7 thousand likes. Now, going to the comics section, so the very, wow, well, one of the very first and the most popular one I can see thus far is from Lee Eggerly saying, quote, you're lying again. You didn't send them. Project Dynamo did. You're embarrassing, or you're embellishing the facts, like you embellished your military career. You don't have the character to lead this country. Unquote. Getting 262 likes. Someone by the name of the J.L. Podcast says, "Quote correction. You did not send those planes." Unquote, getting 103 likes. Trey Hewitt says, "Quote you hijacked the amazing work the veterans of Project Dynamo were already doing." flying Americans home from Israel, and fleeced Florida taxpayers in order to buy yourself a political theater publicity stunt, hoping someone might praise you and help salvage your pathetic campaign. Unquote. 188 likes. D. Blonde says, quote, no, hashtag, Cord Florida brought home stranded Americans, unquote, getting 32 likes. Mary Towlin says, quote, you're action-oriented, proved yourself during the pandemic, unquote, getting 81 likes, so a couple of positive ones are starting to come through. I am tired of it, says, quote, with my money and I still don't have a new roof from Hurricane Ian, he abandoned Floridians, he'll abandon America, unquote, getting 66 likes. Gaze for Trump says, quote, we need this fact checked, unquote, getting 35 likes. Veritas X Lux says, quote, he's taking credit for another man's deeds, what a loser, unquote, Getting seventy-three likes. Will Bill N.C. says, "Quote: The primary is over. It's ridiculous to even pretend otherwise." Getting forty likes. So it looks like an overwhelming majority. And eh, no, Vanessa did say that is awesome. You did good, sir. Thank you. Unquote. Got two likes. So overwhelming majority of the comments were viscerally against Ron Sanders, especially for that particular point. Now, interestingly enough, I mean, again, not everyone is on social media. This is not, I don't know how really this correlates to actual polls and actual voting. So it'll be interesting to see how this debate helps or hurts in the polls, but his answers and the questions seemed a little bit better than the last debate. But again, they really didn't seem like enough to increase him in the polls. I think it might just kind of bottom out or stay steady. Which again, if he does stay steady, as well as the other candidates, he could get the nominee only if Trump is barred from running. That's the only conceivable way he can get it with all the data we have right now of all these polls saying Trump is ahead by 30, 40, 50 points from Ron, So let me know in the comments, do you think this debate was an overall net benefit for Ron or overall negative? Be fascinated to hear what you have to say. Other interesting political news, you have Nikki Haley's high heels tweet goes viral. Getting over 10 million views in a single day. And actually, in a couple hours later, she got even more. So her quote says quote, Vivek, I wear heels. They're not for a fashion statement, they're for ammunition, unquote. And now has 13.1 million views. Which I don't know if she's ever bought a gun before or she knows the concept of a weapon, but ammunition feels a gun, which is a tool to defend yourself. How would a high heel defend you? Unless she has a copious amounts of money, which I guess she does, she could perhaps turn the high heel into an ammo carrier? So she could have bits of ammo inside the heel, or if she has the proper paperwork, she could submit and create an AOW, considered any other weapon, in which it's basically illegal classification for disguised firearm. Similar to when you see a cane gun. It's legally a gun, but it needs special paperwork to purchase it because it's in disguise. And it falls over the NFA, or national, known as the National Firearms Act. So, perhaps she is. But, in all seriousness, I don't I suppose this means she's just proud of her womanhood? I, again, we'll, let me know in the comments what you interpret this, what she's trying to say. But it is funny that she's not disputing the fact that she's basically Dick Cheney. Because that was the insult that Vivek said, was we basically have two pol- you know, politicians here who are basically Dick Cheney in three-inch heels, and we have two of them, thereby giving a little jab at both Nikki Haley as well as Ron DeSantis, with Ron DeSantis wearing heels in many cases. He's almost all confirmed that he has inserts in his boots, which a cowboy boot already has a heel, which I don't know how common cowboy boots are in Florida. I always thought that was more of a Texas thing. But nevertheless he, as many people are accusing him of heightening, it's become a big trend on social media, it's all bootgate, and again, so she's not disputing the fact that she's basically a previous politician, she's just saying, oh yeah, like I feel, so let's go in the comic session. So, again, 13.1 million people saw it, but only 7,200 people liked it, which, that's pretty bad. Now I'm curious to see, what's the actual percentage of people who liked it, and it's, versus solid that's going to give us quite a negative number let's turn to a percentage turn yeah. 0.0549 or if you feel so inclined we could round up 0.055 percent of people who saw this post liked it now the very first and most popular comment comes from Ashley St. Clair it says quote so you're gonna shoot your heels at brown kids in the Middle East Unquote. I got 12 thousand likes and I think it is a correlation or rather a jab at Nikki Haley's interventionist policies where Nikki Haley is much more supportive of putting US troops on foreign soil than the other Republican nominees. I think Vivek is perhaps more much more of isolationist as opposed to others where she's very much pro, Ron Santos is kind of the middle of policies. Other top comments come from Josh Lachish saying quote did Lindsey Graham write this unquote gain 2.3 thousand likes? Clandestine has a meme or rather a picture of a gentleman holding a piece of paper squinting and he says, quote, I've read this 10 times and I have no idea what it means, unquote. I got 2.8 thousand likes and agree. I st- still try and comprehend what on earth she means myself. Someone by the name of Vince Langman says, quote, drop out. You're just embarrassing yourself now. Getting 1.9 thousand likes. vv Free says, quote, I don't understand what this is supposed to mean. Get 9.9 thousand likes. Tara Bull says, quote, this is the weirdest comment ever, getting 4.1 thousand likes. Someone by the name of Shoe, though, F for marketing, the picture is just a person with a jacket, not a shoe in sight. Nevertheless, this alleged Shoe says, quote, what? I got 12,000 likes. Brandon Hera, also known as the AK King, or the AK guy, and he's actually running for representative in Texas. Brandon Hera says, quote, your consultants really told you this was a good line, huh? It has a gif of this Steve Harvey and he's drinking water. He's like, what? They got 3,100 likes. Emmy Wolf says, quote, Vivek was right and this is an embarrassing response, unquote. Getting 3.8 thousand. Shia Relic says, quote, literally what? Unquote, getting 7,000 like. It's plural. Cat Turd says, quote, cringe, getting 4.9 thousand likes. Tracy Benz says, oh, please go away, getting 3.1 thousand likes. <laughs> oh, oh, this is interesting. Someone by the name of Joey Mariano says, quote, are you the person who threw the shoe at George W. Bush, unquote, getting 3,000 likes. The Quartering says, quote, we need to ban assault heels, unquote, getting 1.9 thousand likes. Cernovich says, quote, you led the charge to destroy southern monuments. You're a year zero Mao- Maoist. Getting six point five thousand likes. Mike Mark Dice actually chimed in, and says, "Quote: So you're willing to give them to foreign countries at the expense of your own?" Unquote. Getting three point two thousand likes. Keith Wood says, "Quote: So you'll be sending them to Israel to use on your on children?" Getting three point three thousand likes, or rather three point six thousand likes. U.S. Ministry of Truth says, "Quote: Of all the compacts in the world, yours you choose." Cringe. Unquote. Getting eight point two thousand likes. Luke Rukowski, a very popular political commentator, he says, quote, this is retarded. I'm quoting 10,000 likes. So, needless to say, as a youth might say she was ratioed beyond all belief. I'm trying to see anything here that hints towards... I don't know if she was going for, like, a girl power thing or... Again, no, it's just confused everyone. That... So I'm scrolling, and again... Yeah, no, I. Yeah, this is a ratio perhaps only as bad as Chris Christie, who, again, was famous for being on or not being on the show, but we covered a tweet in which he got zero positive responses from a tweet. So, not even his family or staff members are on Twitter do you actually like or say anything positive about him. So, let me know in the comments. Do you think this was a smart move on her part? I mean, she tweeted it, so she had time to think, type it out, and push that post button. And it certainly did not go as planned but again maybe this helps her in the polls i mean twitter is not you know we don't vote on twitter yet or X, as some people call it like 12 people call it that but nevertheless it'll be interesting to see how much correlation there is between social media and the actual voting booths let me know do does this tweet increase your perception Nikki Haley or decrease it or kind of about the same be fascinating here what you have to say now going over to the business blunder of the day, you have General Motors crews now laying off layoffs after a myriad of recalls and your driver's vehicle accidentally hitting a pedestrian. Whoops. Or is it because the Terminators come to life? Dun 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 And if you didn't get that movie reference, I I just that pardon me would just dial a little bit because that classic by James Cameron with Terminator movies. I mean, that's just a good staple of cinema. Granted, I find most of his statements politically, you know, morally vacuous, but nevertheless, from a creative standpoint and his, you know, directing capabilities, obviously top notch. Now, General Motors actually purchased Cruise a couple years back. Cruise, again, not great marketing because they used to have a vehicle called the Cruise, which was a great little fun vehicle, a Chevy Cruise Eco with a stick shift. Great way to get good feel economy and good old stick shift. as all cars should have by default. But now they bought an AI-driven company, so the Chevy Cruise little sedan. That car is dead. The compact sedan is dead. They don't make it anymore. was made in Ohio. Now they bought a company called Cruise, C-R-U-I-S-E, and they are the autonomous driving company they bought out of, I believe, San Francisco? Where did they buy it from? But they recently had these issues where you have the recall, you have the pedestrian getting hit, and they're halting production because they say we don't have enough vehicles. So unfortunately, now it's getting even worse. They're so going to start doing layoffs. Now this comes from us thanks to a company, we get a company in the Bay known as Crone 4, which... Oddly enough, has nothing to do with Transformers or sci-fi, but it's just a regular news station. Interestingly enough, now it looks like the said, GM said they will be laying off a unknown specified number of workers, and layoffs are set to impact contract workers employed through third-party vendors and staffing, staffing agencies, which was told to us by a cruise representative. Contingent workers will also be let go, assigned with work that includes or assisted. I'm sorry, contingent workers. Who who will be let go assisted with work that included cleaning charging and maintain the av fleet the first report that cruise layoffs are on the way according to forbes cruise ceo kyle Vogt told the company executives that layoffs were necessary during the hour-long meeting the meeting was to discuss the damage control measures following a series of damaging headlines about general motors-backed autonomous vehicle service in san francisco there had been a steady stream of incidents involving cruise vehicles in october cruise vehicle had run over a pedestrian who knocked into its path by another vehicle. With the pedestrian trapped under the chassis, the cruise vehicle attempted to pull over, dragging the pedestrian, who was critically injured as a result. A a detrimental software error, to say the least. Now, thankfully, I do not believe that person perished from us, so there's always a silver lining, usually if you squint hard enough in life. And following that incident, the Cruises' autonomous vehicle department and driverless testing permits were suspended by the California Department of Motor Vehicles. The DMV cited a quote unreasonable risk to his public safety as the reason for the suspension. And then later, a couple days later, GM announced it is recalling all 950 cruise vehicles in order to update the software and prevent similar incidents from occurring. Or perhaps updating the software now that they have that, it can learn more and be more efficient. Sci fi or reality? Time shall tell. When a spokesperson also said, quote, mapping with supervised testing with a safety driver behind the wheel will continue. At this work is a crucial element in continuously improving our tech. Unquote. They declined to share the specifics and number of workers impacted or the locations in which they worked. So the upside is, it's a very popular area in the automotive community is autonomous driving, and there are a lot of startups, especially in the Bay Area around that subject line. And a lot of the major manufacturers, the legacy manufacturers, have those initiatives as well. So I'm hoping that all the people who are negatively affected and impacted by the layoffs are able to find gainful employment at one of the other big companies. Or a startup company relatively soon given those skill sets. But to have something where GM is saying, Oh, yeah, we think this is a good bet. That's the future. A lot of people want autonomous driving. Which again, how, how boring must your life be? Every car should be three pedals by default. With me you know, good old manual stick shift and combustion engine. It's just so much more fun. That's why that's that's, that's just my three cents. It used to be two cents, but 4 year hyperinflation, gotta be three cents. That's my preference. Then some people get two pedals, which is where well, you have an automatic transmission. And then you're going to have these other new future cars driving cars with no pedals. So from three pedals, to two pedals, to no pedals. I mean, driving is such a rare, fun experience. I think you should savor every second of it. Even if it's in bumper-to-bumper traffic. If you have a stick shift, you can still have a little bit of fun. And it's a good workout, which I'd argue many Americans need anyway. But nevertheless, to have one of the things, as GM, GM wants to be a huge EV company, they want to be a futuristic company, they're putting all their... Putting all bets on that, as some might say, and have even more issues and now negative news for their GM, the Cruz, I got to say that's certainly business wonder of the day. Thank you again, everyone, for taking the time to tune in today. Again, if you have any suggestions, please leave them in the comments section because I do want to make the show better and better and better. Also, don't forget to take time to tell your family, tell your friends, tell your co-workers, heck, tell your enemies, tell anyone and everyone, just stay safe and fight the good fight.